Are you ready to accelerate the growth of your business? Welcome to the Revenue Growth Podcast. This is the place for business owners, sales leaders, and marketing professionals to get ideas and inspiration to drive exponential revenue growth. Each week, you'll get actionable insights from the world's leading marketing and sales thought leaders and practitioners. Are you ready to grow? Let's join our host, Daryl Amy, author of Revenue Growth Engine. Welcome back to the Revenue Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Daryl Amy, trailblazer and growth architect. We are kicking off 2022. It's going to be a fantastic year. We've got an unbelievable year of episodes lined up, conversations all aimed at helping you accelerate your revenue growth. Today, however, we're going to talk about technology, specifically what's in your marketing and sales tech stack. I look forward to introducing you to Dan McGraw. He's the author of Build Cool, S-H asterisk T, a blueprint to creating a marketing and technology stack. Hey, as we start, a special thanks to this episode's sponsor, Selling from the Heart, and the upcoming 2022 Authentic Selling Challenge. If you have a sales team and you want to get 2022 off to an incredible start, make sure to enroll yourself and your sales reps in the 2022 Authentic Selling Challenge. We're all getting used to saying 2022, right? Hey, this challenge runs every day from January 17th through 21st from 12 to 1 Eastern Time. And we're going to be coached by incredible leaders like Jeffrey and Jennifer Gittimer, Heather Monahan, Carson Hetty from Microsoft, Morgan Ingram, and Revenue Growth Podcast alumni, none other than Scott Schilling himself. It's going to be a fantastic week. And if you're in sales or you lead a sales team, you don't want to miss this. So to register for free, just go to www.authenticsellingchallenge.com. And if you can't come live each day, no problem. The sessions are going to be recorded. So go to AuthenticSellingChallenge.com and get your ticket right now. As we kick off 2022, this is a great time, dare I say, a critical time to think about your technology. Most companies have multiple marketing and sales platforms, and thinking about all of this can be very overwhelming. Our guest today calls all of this mess the Stackopolis. So I'm excited to welcome to the Revenue Growth Podcast none other than Dan McGaw. He is the founder and CEO of McGaw.io, a company that focuses on helping marketers get the most out of their technology stack. He's also the founder and CEO of Effin Amazing, a marketing technology and analytics agency, the creator of UTM.io. And Dan has decades of experience in digital marketing, tech, and analytics. And last but not least, Dan is the author of Build Cool, S-H asterisk T, a blueprint to creating a marketing and tech stack. Dan, welcome to the Revenue Growth Podcast. It's great to have you here. Thanks so much for having me. Looking forward to this. Thank you. Well, this is uh, this is the beginning of 2022. And one thing I know that virtually every sales and marketing organization has in common is they've got a mess when it comes to technology because there are so many incredible platforms out there right now, so many cool tools, so many shiny objects. However, define what you, you, you coined the term hashtag stack apocalypse, right? So what is the stack apocalypse and what does it mean for a company if they're in the middle of this apocalypse? 
Yeah, no, the stackopolis is, uh, you know, we, we brought this up a long time ago. It's basically when your stack fails you and everything goes awry and things break and uh, things don't work. Uh, this has definitely happened for a lot of companies when uh, a product like Salesforce goes down for nearly a whole day. I mean, a few years ago, and that stopped an entire, I mean, world of people of sales reps because they couldn't use Salesforce anymore. So uh, this happens for all of us when a tool goes down or something happens, a company gets acquired uh, and their tool no longer works. Uh, it just winds up breaking down the entire stack uh, and making it so that your organization can't work. So, but um, most companies uh, experience this from time to time. Most likely it usually happens when they try to switch a tool. So maybe you use Pardot and you're going to switch to Marketo. When you do that transition, usually a whole bunch of things blow up in your face and stop business, stop revenue, things like that. It happens more often than people think. It's a mess. And, and so, you know, if, you, if you're if you thinking we've got sales leaders, marketing leaders, company owners listening in, yeah. where are the biggest risks? Where are the biggest risks that the risk factors that, you know, you need to be concerned or this needs to be on your radar if? What would you say? You know, if I think about like uh, a sales leader or a CEO or something like that, you know, I think more so when like a CEO is thinking about their budgets, people just spend too much money on tools and they actually don't get the value out of them. Um, so I think that's probably the biggest risk that we see. People are constantly paying for tools that they don't even use or they only use 20% of it. Um, and they didn't have to buy all the upgrades, but because the sales rep at the tech vendor was so good, we've, we are driving the Bentley of marketing automation, but we can barely drive our own play school car. So I, I would definitely say that's like the biggest risk is you're, you're paying too much money for something you don't use. But um, ancillary to that is your biggest risk is honestly uh, the people that you have running your tools. And I think that that's one of the things that most sales leaders and most CEOs don't understand um, because they don't, they don't get the stack. They don't understand the problems that are happening inside of it. But it's an extremely critical role. Um, and many times leaders just don't invest in those people, whether they be sales ops, marketing ops. But the people who run your tech stack and your tools, um, if they leave, you don't know anything. Uh, and that happens a lot. And that really screws up a company when they have this giant architecture of tools, but they don't have documentation. They didn't treat the employee with good respect. And the employee eventually left and moved on. Um, so you have to make sure that you don't lose one. If you do lose that person, uh, you got to make sure you have good documentation. And two, try not to lose that person because uh, it's going to cost you a lot of money to replace. Wow. That's it. I mean, that is I've, I've seen both of those scenarios happen over and over and over again. And I think as these things become as, as sales and marketing tech and that stack becomes more integral and more um, uh, it, it's irreplaceable, right? This is, yeah. it's, it's too big to fail in a lot it, to use uh, financial world terms. This, uh, this issue of being able to document and show what do we have? How's it all connected together? Who's using it? What role does each one of these tool tools play? Because if you've got to, if you got to start from ground zero with a new person, that can be an incredibly impossible ball of yarn to untangle. Yeah. And, you know, I, uh, I hate to say this, but I am a capitalist. So I'm going to say I love it when that happens uh, because I make a shit ton of money. So like mm -hmm. uh, when that happens, that's when people call us and they say, give us help now. Help. Right. We come in, we fire squat it and uh, we get it done. But I feel really bad for business owners um, that have to go through that experience um, or even leaders at any companies. Um, you know, I'm very fortunate to work directly with the CEO of a lot of these big companies. And I feel bad for them when these things happen to them. 
don't get me wrong, I'm coming in and cleaning it up, which is great. And that helps them. But at the same time, I don't like making money off of somebody because they're in a bad situation. I want to make money off of somebody who I'm helping make money. Um, and I see this happen a lot with other leaders. So I always try to give that a little bit of a warning is that marketing operations person that you don't have uh, or you do have, uh, which you should soon have, you need to treat them with a lot of respect because uh, if you lose that person, it can really, really hurt. Operations, if a company doesn't have operations, it doesn't run. Uh, people forget that. Yeah, absolutely. What um, if if now now I know what's happening is uh, especially business owners are are listening in right now, going, "Uh oh, <laughs> you know, it was one of those yeah. going, oh man, I have no idea. Like, where do you begin to start documenting or coaching someone on your team through documenting all of this?" Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, you really, so there's two main things in a stack that are really important. So like, let's just put it in the confines of sales as an example. In the sales organization, let's say you have Salesforce as a CRM, HubSpot is your marketing automation tool. You're using SalesLoft as an emailing tool. Let's say that you have gong.io, which is recording your calls. A sales organization, the tech stack, the sales tech stack is getting bigger and bigger by the day. Mm -hmm. um, you need to know how these tools are all integrated together. So one of the things you need to create is basically a data flow diagram that shows you how those things are integrated. Now you can use a product like Miro or Lucidboard or even Google Docs, they have a drawing feature. So mm -hmm. you can use any one of those tools. You know, I happen to have a diagramming product on my website that we use um, as part of our process. If you went to maga.io, so to mcgaw.io, just scroll down, you'll see like a WYSIWYG stack builder. This is a diagramming tool cool. that will enable you to like just add all of your tools, diagram how the data flow works and things like that. Um, it's a free product. It will, it does all kinds of things that are super, super helpful, but um, you need to diagram your stack no matter what. You need to know how that data is passed around. So that's, that's thing one. Um, what is our architecture of all of our stack, right? Mm -hmm. And then thing two is really going to be what is the data that is in these tools um, and how is that data being shared from maybe one tool to the next? And that's what we would call as a taxonomy, a stack taxonomy. Um, so you want to make sure that you have all of those um, fields written down. So what does it say in Salesforce for a field? What does it say in Marketo for a field? What does it say in SalesLoft for a field? And then you want to have a, a table that shows you how that data is traveling between the tools. Um, and if you want to go a step farther and map out all of your operations, um, highly recommend Miro. If you really want to diagram all the different automations you have, that's going to be extremely helpful um, when something goes wrong. You have the diagram, tells you where the integrations are. You then know the data taxonomy, so you know what to look for. And then if you have all your processes fairly documented in a simple Miro board or even just a Google Doc, like people, mm -hmm. you don't have to have a shit ton of documentation. You just have to have some. Um, so if you do that, um, you don't have any problems in your stack, uh, because if somebody leaves and it's well-documented, something goes wrong, well, Sally or Josh can immediately know where the problem is and what's happening. Um, so it is really important to have the documentation, but I can promise you this less than 1% of your listeners have that documented. If it was 1%, I'd be surprised. And this is <laughs> just from, from personal experience, right? We're sales and marketing people. We're, we're getting things yeah. done. We're hitting quotas. We're you know putting out fires, hiring, coaching. Uh, there's all kinds yeah. of things to go on. Like this, this can get put to the bottom of the list really quickly. But I'm guessing when you start to map some of this stuff out, you get some insight in terms of where this stuff is either A, not being used or where it's being underutilized. 
Yeah. Going back to the first point, right? Like what's the biggest risk is overpaying for tools you don't use. So if you diagram that stack um, and you know all the tools that are being used, how the data flows, you can go, whoa, wait a second. We're using SalesLoft and we're using MixMax. Those tools do the same thing. Why do we have both? Um, and that's where you save a lot of money. I mean, I literally have saved companies six figures. Um, wow. Just because they were using two tools that they didn't need to use anymore together. And it's like, listen, you can do this. You can hack that. You can make this happen. And if you just buy this widget over here, you can totally get rid of that other product. Um, the numbers get really big. I mean, people don't think about this, but like, um, and don't get me wrong, small businesses still spend a lot of money, but 20% of your budget in marketing is going towards tools. So that's a pretty high expense. Um, and it's usually actually spending more on technology than you are in advertising. So the industry, when we think about marketing tools specifically, spends 26 on average percent of their budget on tools, 25% of their budget on advertising. So the same thing is true in sales. You spend a considerable amount of money on these tools. You got to know what you have and know what to fire. Because at the end of the day, don't get me wrong, a dollar, what is it? A dollar saved is a dollar earned. Mm -hmm. um, you got to don't don't waste money on tools. And if you don't know what's in your stack by not diagramming, you have no way to know what's in your stack and what you're wasting money on. That's uh, yeah. So smart. It's so smart. This is high value um, activity, no matter how you slice it, whether from risk mitigation as someone leaving or, or just finding uh, budget that you can use other places. There's there's opportunity there. We're at the beginning of 2022. Um, yeah. and, uh, I thought we'd have flying cars and, um, all kinds of things right now. However, in the sales and marketing world, we do kind of have some flying cars. I mean, I've been doing this for 30 years, yeah. you know, it's incredible. The, the tools that we have and the technology that's available. I'm curious, as you look forward into this year and maybe a little bit beyond what are some of the biggest trends in yeah. sales and marketing technology that you see out there? Yeah, you know, I think technology is going to become even more prevalent. It's going to have a larger impact on all the things that we're doing. I think we're many years away before um, depreciating returns in regards to technology. So definitely get used to tech. That would be the easiest thing I can say about that process. But, mm -hmm. you know, um, a couple of big changes for 2022 is, you know, one from the analytics front. Analytics are having a dramatic change. Um, the death of the cookie is happening. Privacy and security and all that's going through the roof. Apple's blocking stuff. So analytics is changing a lot. A lot of what we're ta talking with and working on with our clients is actually moving away from leveraging uh, products like Google Analytics and moving to products like Amplitude um, and doing a lot of changes in the way that uh, we run analytics and make it so that instead, instead of us being dependent upon third-party cookies from Google to do tracking and all that stuff, we're building the integration directly ourselves, uh, creating first-party cookies. So there's a lot of analytics shuffle that's going to be changing. Uh, I recently wrote an analytics prediction post for 2022 um, with Adam Greco. I mean, he used to basically run analytics at Adobe and as well as Salesforce. So like super bigwig, uh, amazing dude. Um, and we talk all about that. Like how is analytics going to change? And really the death of the cookie and switching to first-party data and all that is going to be a huge nut to crack. But in the, in the sales org, right, which is, I would say you're still dependent upon the data from all of that because you need to know how the sales, like how people are coming to the sites and stuff like that. The big thing about sales is, you know, artificial intelligence is really going to start helping out sales dramatically. Um, 
products out there like Jarvis, which is an artificial intelligence product that writes copy for advertising, emails, and things like that. These products are going to start being used very similar to like a gong.io. And, you know, uh, the thing that's interesting about gong, it listens to your call, uses artificial intelligence to say what's good and what was bad. And then how does that happen over many calls to tell you what should you talk about in your calls? Mm -hmm. Well, this artificial intelligence for e or for that is also now being leveraged in email. So we can then process all of the emails that have ever been sent and map those to opportunities and contacts and know how did this happen? How did this work? What were the things that we said? Yeah. And I think artificial intelligence is really going to change the way that sales rep is going to have to, one, do a pitch uh, because they'll be given so much information on how they do that. But how they write the emails, a lot of that process is going to be automated through artificial intelligence. I think that's great to most AEs out there, right? Who wants to write email? Um, but I think that's going to be one of the giant shifts that you start seeing in 2022 is that the artificial intelligence to write copy is going to start being, I mean, ultimately used in really, really good ways. And some of these people that take advantage of that are going to just absolutely crush it. Um, so that's the biggest thing I see happening in 2022 for sales that will make a lot of people a lot of money. Um, but many people who are still scared of AI will uh, just get their asses kicked. Hmm. Yeah, that's um, this is, you know, this is a time to be open minded. And uh, I'm going to speak to my sales friends out there. <laughs> Right. I mean, this is a time yeah. to be open minded. And I know and, and everyone that listens to the show knows I've got one foot in the sales world, one foot in the marketing world. Love mm. both. Um, you know, I'm a recovering sales rep. I'm down to therapy twice a month. It's going pretty well. But, you know, it, it, one of the things I know about my sales leader friends out there is sometimes we can be closed minded to this stuff. Right. AI. We don't need AI. This is a people business. People buy yeah. from people. Yes. But there are tools out there that can help you um, be much more efficient and much more effective in what you communicate to people and and how you do it. And I think 2022, um, you know, now that we're coming out of the pivot, repivot, shuffle, uh, trying to figure out how to do work that we had to do in 2022 or 21 and 20, um, you know, now it's time to go, OK, we leverage some some technology here selling in the transition moving to a virtual or hybrid sales model now i think it's a good time to be open-minded to what are some other ways our company our sales team our sales and marketing team together could leverage some of these new technologies uh, to create some competitive advantage that we don't have to create some efficiencies that we desperately need in a time where it might be challenging to find the people to fill the seats in all of that. And I think this is, um, to me, this is a really important topic for every sales leader, marketing people. We are, we love technology, our marketing hat, love technology, love wiring it together, love making it work. But I want to say to my sales friends out there that this year is a real pivotal year to be, uh, schooling yourself, understanding the technology side of the business and what you can do to leverage technology to make your sales team uh, more efficient and effective. I would agree. The efficiency part, I think, is huge there. And I, I, one thing I, I was talking to somebody about artificial intelligence in the sales org, and they were like, "Oh, so artificial intelligence is going to replace my account executive?" And I was like, "Nope, that's not what's happening. That's it's just the account executive is more efficient and more effective because I you can't expect an account executive to go do an hour and a half of research on every single lead that they are sent to." The artificial intelligence, though, does that hour and a half research in about two seconds, um, and it writes an email based upon that. So 
if if you're in the sales space and you doubt some of these things, uh, there's a great technology called Crystal Nose, which is just a Chrome extension you can use in LinkedIn. But just using that technology will tell you the disk profile, right? The personality traits of that person. It doesn't do anything other than use their LinkedIn profile and what they can scan from the web. But it will predict what are they are in the di disk profile. And then also, how should you speak with them? How will you close the mm -hmm. deals? What are the things you should be doing? This is great preparation that I use for my team and in my sales process. And I hope you can use this in your sales process. But once the, the equation flips to uh, instead of us being informed with the information to we get informed, but we also then get the message that we're, we should sh send to them that's optimized automatically. And then we just have to change two words. You can send a whole lot more email. You can also close a whole lot more deals. Um, and Crystal Knows, I think, will help you understand that th that's one step. But the artificial intelligence step is not, it's, it's already here. Um, mm. It's just unfortunate that the people who are really using it in most cases are in the marketing org because we better understand it. I think that's great. Um, this is such a such an interesting time right now. And I think the the tech stack side of this, I want to I want to just look at this from the perspective of business owners. And I know, you know, business owners, um, whether you're running um, a large organization or a small business, you've got your marketing and salespeople coming to you all the time going, hey, I got this new thing I want. You know, hey, we need to get this. We need to sign up for this. And I know a lot of times, um, you know, in many organizations, marketing people in particular go to the business owner with a request and they're like, can't we just work with what we have? <laughs> you know, okay. um, what would you say to business owners uh, who are somewhat skeptical of investing in MarTech? Yeah. I mean, it's hard. I think um, the, <laughs> it's funny because typically when I have a business owner who's skeptical, I just move on to the next business owner. Right. Um, which, <laughs> which can we pause there? Yeah. Ouch. Like, ouch, <laughs> really? Like if that's, yeah. if you're that business owner, um, you know, maybe this is a time, to, uh, this is the uh, cold glass of water in the face to go, the tech industry, there's so much demand for this that they're just going to move on to the next person if you don't, you know, like it's time to uh, yeah. get on the, the tech train. So sorry about I, that, Dan. I, but, no, you're, like, ouch. you're hold on. Yeah, no, I would, I would move on. I mean, I was on a business, I was on a sales call yesterday and the client doesn't get it. And, you know, they're a fast growing company and I want to work with them. And I think they're, they're super, super awesome. Um, that being said, um, they just don't get it. And I don't, I have so much demand uh, that, you know, I want to make them successful, but I don't know if I can because of their own issues. Um, mm -hmm. And we're going to move on. Right. So, but I think, um, what we do and like the tech space in general, especially the tech stack, like uh, sales operations and like building out the sales stack, you know, it's like one of the hottest industries right now. So it's definitely crazy. If you're not into it, well, guess what? You're going to get left behind very soon. You know, the, the hardest problem, just to really try to provide some advice there, you know, um, if you're skeptical, one of the first things you need to do is find a trusted advisor. You need to find somebody who knows this stuff and um, is not their motivations are aligned with your motivations. Um, and you have a trusted advisor there before you really start buying things off. And I will just say um, the biggest bit of advice, if you're skeptical, just know that every tech vendor sales rep you're listening to is telling you what they need to tell you. So you will buy. Um, they do not care about your business. They don't care about you. Um, all they want is their commission check. 
and they will say whatever they have to say so you will buy because once you buy and you don't like the product it's not their problem it's somebody else's problem usually so i would just say don't listen to the sales reps go find a trusted advisor go find another business owner go join a networking event Hell, send me a LinkedIn message. Uh, I'll send you a video back saying, this is what my thoughts are. Uh, I do that all the time just to help people out. But the first thing I would say is go find a trusted advisor, somebody you can actually have confidence in that's been there, done that, uh, and don't listen to these sales reps. You know, I, we work luckily with dozens of these tech companies, all, many of them worth billions of dollars. Um, and they're amazing companies and amazing products. But, um, you know, an annual license to one of the products is about $20,000 a year. If you buy the upgrades, it's about $45,000 a year. Mm -hmm. um, and I'd have to say 70% of the people that are sold those upgrades can't use them, don't know how to use them, won't use them. Um, but the sales rep is very good at their job. And the, the, the person who's getting into this because they know they should gets oversold because they don't have a trusted advisor. So I would just say, get that trusted advisor to prevent yourself from overbuying um, because that sucks, right? It sucks to overbuy. Yeah, no doubt. Well, one thing that'd be extremely helpful, Dan, is if there was a blueprint. Like what yeah. if there was a blueprint <laughs> for creating yeah. a marketing technology stack? That would be incredibly amazing. Uh, that was very kind of you to mention. Tell us about your book, amazing. Dan. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is an incredible resource for people right now. And in listening in, once again, business owners, if you if you're listening in and you're going, well, I don't know anything about our sales and marketing technology stack, um, this might be a good place to start. Yeah. So I wrote a book. Uh, it's called Build Cool Shit, like you had mentioned. Um, it's your blueprint to building a modern tech stack. Um, I'd love to give everybody a free copy of it. I literally will have our fulfillment provider will ship a book to your house. Um, so definitely take advantage of this. All I need you to do, though, is just pull out your cell phone. Um, what you're going to do is go to your text messages. Um, so what you're going to want to do is you're going to want to text this number. So the number is 415 915-9011. I'll say it again. It's 415-915-9011. And if you just text the word MarTech, M-A-R-T-E-C-H to that, um, it will have our text bot collect all of your information and then automatically ship you the book. And this will help you experience what it's like to work with an SMS bot, right? And this is an easy way that um, we're able to, one, I think it, for all salespeople out there, this is an easy way for us to capture leads, communicate, build rapport, and it's all done through an SMS bot. Um, but that will send you all this, this stuff. It'll actually ship you the book. So uh, definitely take advantage of that. You know, for the people listening to this call that are really in the sales, you know, the book was really written around, um, there's a company called Real Thread. They're a t-shirt printing company, but they sell like 50,000 t-shirt orders. So big stuff. And their biggest problem was actually solved in the book was they wanted to create net new customers, which was great. But their problem was, is their sales stack was completely disjointed from the marketing stack. And then even the sales stack in general was just completely broken. And by fixing that sales stack, a year later, they increased their orders by 51%. So that's a huge increase. Um, and it was all because they actually knew who the customer was, knew that what the customer was doing, had ways to reach out, were able to be more knowledgeable and had good analytics, they had good tracking. Um, and it really made a big impact in the business. So I highly recommend checking out that book. Fantastic. Well, Dan, thank you. That's a very generous offer. And thank you for sharing. Uh, we'll put links in the show notes as well. If, if you didn't get that number written down, you could rewind or you can check out the show notes, put a link to that book there as well. Dan, thank you so much for investing in us today. This has been extremely helpful. Yeah, this has been a pleasure. Thanks so much for having me and thanks everybody for listening. Awesome. Awesome. And thank you to everybody in the Revenue Growth Podcast audience. 
This is a critical year. We said it during our conversation that right now is a very pivotal moment uh, where it's important to look to the future. And our commitment at the Revenue Growth Podcast is to continue to bring you ideas, thought leaders, things that you can put into practice to help you accelerate your growth. One of the things that's going to help you accelerate your growth is the Authentic Selling Challenge from our episode sponsor, Selling from the Heart. Go to www.authenticselling.com. Get your ticket. Get tickets for your entire sales team. This is going to be fantastic. You're not going to want to miss this incredible group of coaches that are going to coach, motivate, and equip us to have the most successful sales year ever. Well, to everybody in the audience, thank you. Thank you for leaving reviews on the podcast on whatever platform on which you listen. Thank you for sharing these podcasts as you find them useful in social media. And thank you for communicating with us. Next week, we've got more exciting content for you. We're going to continue to equip you to accelerate revenue growth. So I want to encourage you, get a copy of Dan's book. Get uh, a get documentation around your tech stack. Start mapping that stuff out because it's going to be really important uh, if, if there's some changes. You want to make sure you have that documented and get a vision for the future. And uh, we're going to keep bringing ideas to you. Until next week, though, let's get going and let's get growing. Would you like to get complimentary access to the Revenue Growth Engine audiobook? Just text the word REVENUE to 21000 or go to revenuegrowthengine.com slash book. You'll get instant access to the audiobook so you can get ideas to help you grow your revenue so you can scale your impact. Text the word REVENUE to 21000 or go to revenuegrowthengine.com slash book to get instant access. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope you found ideas to help you drive exponential revenue growth so your business can make more of an impact. If you've enjoyed today's conversation, make sure to like or subscribe. It also helps us spread the word if you'd be kind enough to leave a review. Of course, we'd love it if you would share this with your friends. Together, we are growing revenue so we can scale our impact.